0: Thanks for joining us on Community Matters, Saturdays, WBCK, Anytime, BattleCreekPodcast.com, made possible by Lakeview, Ford, Lincoln, in downtown Battle Creek. Richard Pyatt here with you, and I want to welcome back to the program, it's been a few months, Lieutenant Dwayne Robinson of the Michigan State Police. If we know anything about what law enforcement concerns itself with on top of everything else, during the holiday stretch is impaired driving, so I thought we might start there and look back on on how the holiday stretch went from the perspective of the MSP.
1: Well, we still have a you know a lot of work to do in terms of you know educating the public about the dangers of, of driving uh, while impaired. Uh, we certainly uh, had our share of arrests and you know, alcohol and drug-related incidents over the holiday period. Um, so that just basically tells us our work is still needed, our presence is still needed, and we will fight every single day um, to make sure that we keep um, the citizens or the residents of the state of Michigan as safe as possible on our roadways. Again, I will tell you that impaired driving just still remains um, a huge issue with law enforcement. We have uh, we put out our units um, across uh, our district, across the state of Michigan. Um, We try to fill those shifts with as many bodies as possible uh, to patrol our roadways and to detect these uh, violators and then, um, you know, take some enforcement action, whatever that may be or whatever that may look like. Mm -hmm. So uh, the season itself was unlike any. Other season, um, again, we had our share of arrests, our share of crashes uh, involving impaired drivers. We took the necessary arrest actions uh, where they were needed uh, to remove those individuals from the street, hold them accountable for their behavior, as well as put out, you know, educational campaigns to the general public, you know, call uh, for a ride uh, service, uh, designate a driver beforehand before you go out to the bars or to your, you know, friends or family's houses, just take those precautions necessary to ensure you get home safe and, um, and to protect the 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 public from, um, uh, you know, basically a, a a a a missile going down the roadway that that uh, no one with a stable mind is controlling, if you will.
0: Wow, let that sink in. That description is uh, something, how you phrase that, a missile going down the road with no one really controlling it. Wow. I want to try and understand what's happening there. So I presume there's a segment of folks who get behind the wheel impaired because they have an addiction. And that's a whole other, I suppose, set of circumstances. But what about folks, just average folks, they end up behind the wheel impaired. What, what are some of the circumstances you see that have led up to that? Is it a situation where someone just doesn't think they're impaired or they haven't thought about it? Or is there something else at play there?
1: I think it's a combination of all of that. Alcohol or any other type of substance uh, or, or many of those substances such as alcohol will give you this false sense of um, invincibility and or confidence and and you you tend to follow that feel good uh, emotion that's swirling around in your head and no matter what anyone says to you you're convincing yourself that you're okay and everyone can see that you're buzzed or everyone can see that you've had too much and they could they at your drinks at the bar or at the table and um and they're they're watching you stumble outside the door to the car. But it's not computing in your mind that this is a bad decision. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, those people are immature. They're not thinking about the other side of this decision of the lives that it can impact, including their own. So they they just waltz out there hop in that car and they go. And we just pray that, you know, they they make it to where they're going, but we know that. Those decisions and in deadly consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, MS, MSP along with other law enforcement um, agencies, we just try to reinforce the educational piece of it. Uh, like I said earlier, you know, just taking the precautions beforehand to ensure you have a ride or you call someone. I mean, even AAA. Um, I'm not in the you know business of marketing, but AAA will actually send of a driver to you um they'll come and tow your car home or wherever you want to go and mm. you know that's just another option that someone could use um if they're thinking straight or allow themselves to take control of of, of their own actions put aside the excuse that i'm, I'm i was too drunk yeah. to call
0: Wow. And if one is too drunk to call, boy, they're too drunk to drive. But uh, I guess that's a whole other conversation, isn't it? I want to ask you about marijuana. So I've had more than one conversation, a few at least, with folks where we, we uh, (laughs) we sort of just happen into a conversation about legalized marijuana. And I ask people if this happens to them. I'll be sitting at a light and all of a sudden in my closed car, I will smell it. And I'm looking around me because where is that coming from? And, uh, I've asked some people, you know, is that, do you smell that? And people have said to me, yes. So that leads one to the conclusion that there has to be people around us in vehicles who are smoking. And uh, maybe they're driving too. <laughs> this goes around in my mind. I'm wondering, does the when we talk about impaired driving, as you relate that that phrase, impaired driving, are you putting marijuana into that category as well?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Not not only marijuana, um, any substance, um, whether it's legal or, or illegal, that can impair uh, your ability in in a, a myriad of ways, you know mm-hmm. you you know running a toaster can be impaired or uh, baking all these things that um we we need to be able to do carefully um is all affected by a substance that you have ingested into your system and now it's affecting um the way you think the you know your dexterities um your reaction time, so forth and so on, judgment is impaired. Right. So it it's it's not just the driving um, that the marijuana or other legal substances or legal substances, if you will, affect. Yeah. All of our day-to-day activities are affected by substances that are that we ingest.
0: So is law enforcement pulling people uh, over for impaired driving that involves marijuana? So in other words. If you pull someone over and determine they're impaired and there's a smell of marijuana, is there a test like like you would with alcohol? How, how do you handle that?
1: What we do is we run them through the same type of sobriety tests yeah. as we would if, if we suspect them of driving um, while under the influence of alcohol. Um, so it's pretty much the same tests. Um and we look for the same type of indicators. And once we rule out, hey, we can't we don't detect any alcohol here. Hmm. You know, the, the PVT test is registering zero of uh, the the smell of alcohol is absent. But yet this person is still showing signs of intoxication. Uh-huh. So we did conduct additional tests that we have in our repertoire. Uh, we ask them questions about what they've been doing, or if they've been smoking. Uh, we look for other evidence inside the car. I mean, if it gets to that point. So all of that, in, you know, uh, and, and including any evidence that we see at the scene combined, the totality of all of that in our observations, that could lead us to believe that this person is under the influence uh, of a drug. Mm-hmm. and. Whether that's marijuana or not, we don't know. But we know that whatever they have taken has impaired their ability to drive. And based on our observation and our investigation, we we will go ahead and arrest that person um, and go and get a blood draw uh, to determine whether or not, uh, you know, what that substance is in their blood, their system.
0: Well, it's interesting because uh, as I talked about the smell test <laughs> from just sitting in my own car <laughs> other people seem to say to me yeah i smell that too and you just wonder is that is that a driver who is uh, who is under the influence of that
1: other um issues that uh, law enforcement face with trying to detect the, the the easiest way to to determine whether or not or to detect marijuana is by the smell test yeah. right but since marijuana has been made legal it's it's being offered in other products now.
0: That's true. Like
1: edible right and you know people put on skin lotion and all, all kinds of ways you can ingest it into your system. And so that's a tricky problem for law enforcement to overcome as well. Yeah. And so that's why we do the extra tests um take the extra time we we pour a lot of money into drug recognition experts. Um, in fact, it takes about $10,000, $15,000 just to train one officer in becoming a drug recognition expert. Wow. So it's, it's a lot of money um, up front to train officers, uh, to take a deep dive into an individual's behavior. And that makes it very tricky for us because there is no oral test that we can give on the side of the road, um, like a PVT, to determine. Yeah. So um, so it, it's a little bit more complicated, but we do get there um, and we do make those arrests and they come back from the lab confirmed usually. Mm. So, so what we're doing is working until we get something better. This is what we have to use.
0: So, you know, when you were with us the last time, we talked about something that was new at the time. This was last summer, 2023. Uh, we talked about a, a law that had taken effect which has to do with handheld devices in cars illegal in michigan now to hold your phone while you're operating a motor vehicle and that you might remember if you were with us for that episode we heard lieutenant robinson say that even means when you're sitting at a light a red light or a stop sign you still can't pick up that phone by the way if I'm not smelling marijuana, I might see somebody holding a phone <laughs> while I'm sitting at a red light. Hey, use your poison? <laughs> right. It's an education, isn't it, uh, Lieutenant? Because uh, I expect that some people whom the uh, officers have pulled over have said, oh, I didn't know I couldn't do that. You probably hear that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. So this is. Uh, a con, you know, a continuous ongoing it's pro it's going to remain ongoing campaign to educate and re-educate and re-emphasize you know hands free Michigan um, and and the bottom line is we're trying to save lives at the end of the day. Um, you talk about just being distracted while you're driving a machine down the road. Um, and you think that you can do that while, while your brain is multitasking. Mm-hmm. When driving itself is a complicated task, it just appears easy, but there's a lot going on uh, with us cognitively to ensure that we're getting from point A to point B as safe as possible. Now you throw in there a Facebook message that you're trying <laughs> to respond to <laughs> at the you know, while you're going 45 miles down the road.
0: At least. Yeah. uh, We're back to the missile, the missile that's not guided.
1: (laughs) There you go. It's it's right.
0: I remember asking you, so how much, Lieutenant, you know, somebody's got the phone in their hand. You're going to issue them a citation for that. I think you said $100, right? Have there been a fair amount of those issued?
1: I looked it up uh, through our analysts and... From the time um I believe July first June thirtieth I think it went in effect twenty twenty three through the end of the year, just under nine hundred um citations have been issued across the state and about equal as equal as many verbal warnings have been issued along with the citation so um so just under two thousand enforcement um uh, you know, it, 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 uh, measures have been taken against drivers uh, since the inception of this law.
0: That seems kind of low to me, considering the population. I'm thinking that as a win.
1: We're hoping it's a win. I <laughs> will, we'll take whatever we can get.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Out of the, the yes. millions of people in Michigan, 900 citations and 900 warnings, 2000, that's, that seems, uh, that seems uh, a fairly low i'm not a statistician but uh it seems fairly low
1: well let me just add uh that that's just michigan state police
0: that's true okay yes so we thanks have for the to make sure
1: <laughs> yes that's 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 the disclaimer there this is msp only we know there are thousands more likely have been issued
0: well thanks for that clarification that makes sense so if you take into account all the sheriffs departments and all of the municipal patrols, it probably is a lot more. Bottom line, can't hold your phone anymore, and uh, I still see that happening a lot. And I'm, I'm only on the road a fraction of the time, so imagine that. Speaking of uh, impaired driving and and various things that might keep us from operating the motor vehicle the way it's supposed to be, I feel like I see a fair amount of of news stories about wrong-way drivers. And I don't know whether my uh, brethren in the media are just doing more stories on that or if there's more incidences of that. How does the Michigan State Police view that issue? Is it a growing problem?
1: I had recalled hearing um, and seeing news stories related to wrong-way drivers Mm -hmm. um, across the state. Uh, be it on the east side or in Detroit or, you know, just north of us in the Grand Rapids area. So I found a story um, that MDOT put out uh, back in November, and they listed a few facts here. And the number one fact that they listed uh, was that wrong way driving is on the rise and the crashes are usually deadly. But the second fact they listed was that the mitigation measures have been implemented throughout the state uh, with more on the way. So they are responding to the wrong way driving issue. um, And they also noted that MDOT MSP in the city of Grand Rapids are partnering to help with some of these incidents that occurred right off US 131.
0: Yeah, we presume that, and, and I'm not asking you for a stat here, but we presume that Uh, When someone's driving the wrong way, that's an impaired driving situation more often than not. Is that how you view it?
1: It could be. I don't have the research like, you know, like you just alluded to, just stated. It could be a confused driver. Yeah. Uh, There are drivers out uh, on our roadways who are diabetic. Sometimes they have a diabetic attack, which causes them to appear to be impaired. Or under the influence, or something, and and it confuses them. So whether it's alcohol, drugs, um, or s- confusion, um, none of it really matters at the end of the day. Because if you're up the, the ramp the wrong way,
0: yeah,
1: it's a deadly situation. So, uh, so as a, as a law enforcement, a community, you know, we we are partnering with MDOT, uh, Michigan Department of Transportation and whomever else we can partner with um, to respond to this issue. And they're using technology as a way to help curve some of these incidents and and to help alert people quickly that they're they're going the wrong way.
0: If a person's driving down the road, presumably a highway, and there's a wrong way driver coming at them, is there a protocol in order to avoid a crash.
1: Just as a driver myself, um, I would just think to drive off to the shoulder of the roadway as quickly as possible and and to stop your car, to drive out of the path of that driver that's coming as quick as you can, as safe as you can.
0: I've read that you should do that and and then you should steer to the right. I don't know what it is about the right. It, It apparently has something to do with what reflexes tend to come into play in those situations, but uh, that was pretty much in concert with what you just said. Uh, get out of the way, and, and typically the advice was turn to the right and, and get to the shoulder uh, and, and stay out of the, the the travel lanes at that point in time. But uh, you really have to have a presence of mind. You have seconds to make that decision and execute it
1: you do and i would just add that you know how you know we what we tell people who are encountering uh, animals in a road such as deer uh uh-huh. uh to to slow down if you can uh and the last thing you want to do is jerk your wheel or slam on your brake lose control and and crash into a tree and and potentially kill yourself or you know seriously injure yourself so 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 that's kind of the same mindset that I would tell people in all um in everything that you do um try not to lose control of your vehicle.
0: I think <laughs> sometimes as you've alluded it's uh, the the first response is the most stark, the first reflex is to do something that complicates the problem like slamming on the brakes and and that sort of thing which then uh could mean uh, losing control of the vehicle and a worse outcome. Uh, so that's a an interesting point. You know, I, uh, years ago I was a broadcaster working for AAA, the insurance company. It's twice now they've come up in this conversation. And one of our <laughs> one of our uh, uh, pieces of advice that we would impart as as broadcasters with AAA was it was easy to remember: don't veer for deer. There's a deer in the road, and you're going to hit it. Yeah. It's safer to hit it than uh, try to avoid it, which, uh, uh, was rooted in the notion that you just expressed, which is it's harder to get control of your vehicle again. If you're going to make a, a knee jerk reaction, uh, while going like a missile down the highway. And, uh, it might be, uh, actually safer to hit the deer. Well, we leave you with that. Lieutenant Dwayne Robinson with Michigan State Police. Come back when you'd like.
1: Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: Quick post-script there. Lieutenant Robinson mentioned that AAA program where they'll tow your car if you're too impaired to drive. That's actually a program called Tow to Go. And AAA Michigan does that at the year-end holidays. So it's not an all-year-long program, but it is something they implement at the end of the year to avoid, help avoid, folks driving while impaired.